0: Go to PremierStructures.com or give them a call at 256-232-2092. For the barbecue lovers in your life, you can give the perfect gift of Bob Sykes Barbecue book, sauce, and gift cards. Available for purchase at Bob Sykes Barbecue in Bessemer, Alabama, or you can purchase online at BobSykes.com. That's Bob Sykes Barbecue in Bessemer, Alabama. Sometimes life brings you a moment you always will remember. Some of nature's most beautiful creations framed by places we know... or visit one of their six convenient locations in Huntsville, Florence, Warrior, Albertville, and Ardmore in Nashville, Tennessee. That's Bankston Motor Homes. Fuquay's Southern Soul Food is available at two locations, one in Rogersville in the Foodland Shopping Center on Highway 72 and one in Hartsell at 711 Nance Ford Road. Enjoy the salad bar and various delicious meats, vegetables, desserts on the all-you-can-eat buffet. Open Tuesday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., Saturday, 7 a.m. to 8 p.m., and Sunday, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Go see my friends at Fuquay Southern Soul Food in Rogersville or Hartzell and tell them the Mark White Show sent you.
1: Hello, I'm Gene Stallings, and this is the Mark White Show. Get off the sideline and get involved and make a difference in your community.
2: You are listening to the Mark White Show. My daddy is your host, Mark White.
0: Do something good Welcome to the Mark White Show. I am your host, Mark White. Right now, I have a very special guest on the line with me, Mr. Paul Overstreet. A musician, songwriter, has been a favorite of mine for many years. Welcome to the Mark White Show, Paul. Thank you, Mark. Good to be with you. Well, I'm glad we could work it out where I could talk to you. My granddad, January the 15th, 1998, passed away. I recall riding down the road one day and the song Heroes came on. I turned it up a little bit and I told him, I said, I'm dedicating this song to you. It meant a lot to me as a kid. And listening to that song really reflected what I felt about my granddad who raised me. You've probably had a lot of people share similar stories about how that particular song has touched them?
1: Well, I, you know, I like to hear the fact that your grandfather was one of your heroes because that, I see that a lot. You know, kids, sometimes generations, it's, uh, you know, it, you see a lot of kids with it, when it's their father, and then you see, you know, the times, like, like I have a song called Seeing My Father and Me that did a lot of, it did a lot of good out there by uh, kind of mending some relationships. But when you think about it, your grandfather being your hero, I think that's one of the coolest things I've heard.
0: My grandparents got custody of me when I was six years old. I came from a broken home, and they took me in. My granddad was a preacher, like your father was. Wow. And, and so I was raised in a preacher's home. It was an interesting experience for me. I traveled with my granddad to gospel meetings and went on mission trips with him and here he is taking this little kid along with him. He didn't have to but he wanted to and he wanted to show he cared during the 12 years that I had him in my life. Really was a life changer for me. Caused me to have a greater appreciation for people who were in situations like I was when I was a kid and also have a great respect for uh, his generation.
1: Wow well that is a great story mark that's really that's really wonderful i can only imagine what that was like i mean where all did you go on a mission trip trip?
0: we went to mexico quite a few times of course he preached gospel meetings especially around the south you had that experience too going into people's homes and during meetings and how they would feed you
1: i kind of missed that
0: oh yeah man (laughs) i know what? as a kid one of the things i loved
1: is like uh sunday dinner like we would have the preacher over to our house a lot of times, you know, for Sunday dinner. And I, I mean, when I was smaller, younger, they had the kids table. So we'd have, we'd all sit at the kids table, you know, the adults that go to the adult tables. And, and I would, but you know, Mark, I'm just going to tell you, man, I was, I got in trouble a lot when I was a kid and it was all spun around church. (laughs) I was a mischievous little kid, I think. I, and, I, and I still am. And my mom, boy, she had her hands full of me.
0: Go back to your early upbringing there in Mississippi and just share the early days of Paul Overstreet.
1: Oh, wow. Well, you know, my mom, my dad was a preacher, and he preached um, at this little church, and it was mostly, you know, a small community, relatives and uh, people like, you know, that were kind of knew each other really well and and he was there, and then he preached in Louisiana, and my brothers, were my older brother, anyway, he was about 17 when we were out there, and he was a handsome kid, and he, you know, he was just pushing the limits. My dad was trying to preach this church, and, you know, a lot of churches, they have that whole thing, if you can't control your family, you, you have no right to be pinned in the flock, you know, the church, and my brother pushed every. I think he wanted to go back to Mississippi, so he he just kind of made it. Uh, he, he, there was a lot going on, but him and I can just remember him and my dad fighting a lot, you know, and you know a lot of confusion going on. And as for me, I was four years old or, or something like that, and that was an interesting time to look back on and try to figure it out now as an adult and look back and see what was going on. <laughs> And then, my dad and my mom divorced when I was around six, I guess something like that and uh
0: same age as mine
1: those those were
0: uh those
1: were kind of tough times for our family and then my mom um she wound up getting a job in in the little town at this cafe and the guy that owned the cafe uh he and and she were at the attorney's offices together. I think that's how they met. She needed a job. He hired her to work there. And then they eventually got married. He had three children. So all of a sudden, we, um, there was a lot of us. My mom and dad had five kids. And then my older brother went out and joined the Navy. And so he wasn't around, but the other ones were. And in the mix of all those kids, man, that was a tough time too because it was uh, you know we'd come up from a church background doesn't mean that we were all i mean everybody was doing the right thing but we had that background the other family didn't really have that background so the two blended together you know in a, in a strange way it, but you know i think the the guy that married my mom he kind of saved um saved us from poverty at that point you know, he made pretty good money he was a contractor and so life was pretty good there for a while, I mean, in, financially speaking. Uh, but there's always struggles in that. But, you know, that's kind of where I grew up, and it wasn't, uh, it wasn't perfect or anything like that. But, it, you know, maybe it was what I needed to go through in order to do what I, what I do today and writing songs. I have a lot of things I can pull from and, and put into songs that mean something, I think, maybe touch people in a way. Uh, Maybe I wouldn't have been able to do if I hadn't have gone through those things.
0: And I think there's a lot of people listening that understand exactly where you're coming from because many times we see people with their successes and don't understand the challenges that they face, the things that they went through. Even as children, you can't control your environment as a kid. You're born to a couple of people and adults make decisions and you have to go with the flow at times and then of course we get to start choosing ourselves but sometimes there's a pattern that's created. Everybody has their story. For you as a songwriter, you put those words into song which have an effect on people's life. I know that your songs and your music have touched a lot of people throughout the years. What led you to want to put your thoughts down on paper and turn them into music my
1: stepfather and my mother took me to the movies i mean i don't think my dad i mean i don't remember us they were going to movies maybe a couple of things if there was some kind of a religious thing out there but we were after my mom remarried we were there was music around my stepfather played mandolin guitar and my brother-in-law that married my sister they married young play guitar. I started listening to a lot of music like Hank Williams Senior. Um we had a lot of records around the house, uh, Marty Robbins, Charlie Pride. Songs like mu- you know, music like that. And then my mom and my stepfather took me to the movies to see the Hank Williams uh, story about Hank Williams Senior, your Cheating Heart. And it was you know, George Hamilton starred in it and I've seen it on T V recently couple of times and it was very interesting to see it again as an adult you know but i was about eight years old when i saw it and i i, I decided at that point that's what i wanted to do because it just charmed me to see even though it was hollywood doing it i still saw that this guy sitting down with his guitar and trying to put this song together and how he got frustrated and he'd wipe up the paper and throw it down because it wasn't working and and how much uh, you know how in-depth that got that that just thrilled me for some reason, and I went that's what I want to do So I got sidetracked with sports and things like that in high school and uh, but I eventually after high school I uh, Decided to give it a shot, you know, and, and uh, Go to Nashville and, and and try it. You know, I saw Tanya Tucker and Johnny Rodriguez in Waco, Texas I was out there with my brother my uh, middle brother and when I saw them perform, I thought, you yeah, know, I think I could do that or something like that. And so I talked to Tanya a little bit that night. I was 18 years old. I decided to go to Nashville, went to Nashville and just stayed there for a while. And later on, it was so cool because I wrote several songs that Tanya recorded. And she and I and Paul Davis did a song together called Won't Take Less Than Your Love. So it's full of circle, you know, in, in a
0: way there there's so many songs that you wrote that had that family keeping it together type background talk about how those songs came to be
1: one thing that happened for me in my life is uh here here in Nashville I got pretty consumed with the business you know the songwriting business and being being here and being alone in Nashville you just kind of you try to do things to fill up that emptiness and that void, not having your family around. And I, you know, I just got into some things that were, I'm, I'm just saying the lifestyle that I got into kind of led me down a, a path that one day I just kind of realized, I said, Hey, what happened to the guy you used to be? Just, you know, kind of loved life, just enjoyed all the stuff. Cause you, I was getting depressed and things like that. And, writing depressing songs and sad songs all the time and i started doing some reading and i you know some stuff in the bible and it says, as a man thinketh, so is he and and things like that and so i decided that i would just make a change in the kind of songs i was writing and so i started writing positive songs and things that i felt like jesus would be proud of or he would like to you know Uh, that I could do in country music that may have a little bit of a light in it. You know, I know they will, if you do too, if you get too preachy with songs, they turn you off and they don't. So I just try to find a way to get a little bit of light into a country song without it being too preachy or condemning or, you know, saying things about other people and then and so these songs just started coming out and I made a conscious decision that I didn't really want to write um sad songs and things like that and things that were derogatory about uh family or life and that but things that just were uplifting and maybe bring people that didn't even know God or know anything but bring them a little closer because they could feel that light you know and, feel it in the song, and maybe it would help them get to a place where they could have a relationship with Christ or, or God. And so that just
0: seemed to, that seemed to be the driving force for those songs. Your songs, man, they are hopeful. make you think about the possibility of what can be, kind of have these dreams and this vision of what you want in your life. Like
1: you hear a song, you've got three and a half minutes max. It seems like, you know, if you take those snippets out of somebody's life, and this is what I ran up against with some of the, you know, doing Christian music and making a Christian album and uh, working in that world a little bit, then if you talk about reality and you talk about what's really going on and the arguments and the frustrations that you have in your relationship, just because you've got three and a half minutes of, boy, everything's great here, that doesn't mean life is always like that and so sometimes the expectations that people have and this is what i found with my dad you know as a preacher people have these expectations that things are going to be perfect because he's a preacher it's too big of expectations to put on people because you can't live up to it that's the one thing i'd like to say to people is just because you write these kind of songs and they are at the moment that you're sitting there you feel the emotions and you know That is what we would like to see. You know, sometimes we can't always get there. And in real life, there's other
0: challenges. And, you know, that's real life. Yesterday, a gentleman posted about preachers, and you said, you know, the difficulty that some of them face. My granddad was my hero, so watching people and their attitude toward him, really I was looking at this guy who had a doctorate who was well-educated, could do a lot of things, but he chose to preach the gospel It was a choice he made to preach. But as a young kid, watching how he was treated really had an effect on me when they're looking down at my hero. As a kid, that's a big deal because people don't realize the preacher's family and the scrutiny that they go under, and that does make it difficult in that situation. Same thing happened to me as a kid. I saw that, which makes me
1: always really go, you know, people in church, please don't look at your preacher as this perfect person, or, or expect them to be. They're real. They're real human beings. They got problems. They got weaknesses. They have depression. They go through all kinds of things. Don't put that pressure on them. You, as a church member, need to know as much about the Bible as your preacher does. You don't need to wait for him to tell you what to do. Or uh, you go ahead and and you be as much of a leader as you expect him to be. You kind of walk through that thing together. And I think you can achieve what Christ wanted for the church that way instead of just expecting greatness and perfection out of one person. It just doesn't work that way.
0: I'm enjoying getting to hear your perspective. Of course, my show, I recognize people who are making a difference in our communities and share their stories to encourage and inspire. And this is yet another message that should encourage people and inspire them with their attitude and how they look at life and you can do the best you can, and you're still going to have things that are going to challenge you, and you're still going to have big mistakes that you're going to make. Having compassion and show some kindness when we see people who fall and not think that we can't do it ourselves. Absolutely. Now, on a different note,
1: like I said, I got in a lot of trouble in church because I would do some, part of it I'd start laughing, and if I laughed too loud, my mom would take me outside. And we knew what that was gonna be. And I mean, I'd be laughing in church couldn't stop. I just had that thing and my brothers would get me going because they knew and if I started laughing I couldn't stop. My mom would pick me up and take me out and I'd be as soon as we walk out that door there was
0: nothing funny anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what was about to happen. After my granddaddy passed, I went on to be a police officer and went to police academy 20 years ago this year. Uh, Learned a lot about people and learned a lot about relationships and what people have to go through and the challenges they go through. And you get an appreciation for that, and you start to understand a little bit about why people do what they do and have a little more patience and understanding. Oh, absolutely. And being a police officer, I bet you really saw some things that kind of opened your eyes about life and
1: in the world and we thank you for doing that because that is not an easy job and it's dangerous and risky and man we we really support you 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 guys that have been a police officer are in the middle of it we just uh, are thankful for you
0: law enforcement community appreciates that and and i took off with my radio show and decided that I wanted to recognize difference makers, and I wanted to try to give a vehicle to individuals and families and groups who needed help and bring awareness to their needs and make sure that they knew that somebody cared and that somebody was there to try to help them.
1: Man, that's awesome. I love love
0: your show. I love what it's about.
1: I think it's helpful to people, and I'm glad you're doing it.
0: Folks, right now we're talking to Mr. Paul Overstreet. He is sticking with us for the next segment, and we're going to talk about the things that he is doing these days. Stay with us. You're listening to The Mark White Show, and I'm your host, Mark
3: White. Make a difference, all we have to do is try. Every day's a chance to change somebody else's life.
0: Let's all do something good today
3: and tell them the Mark White Show sent you. Welcome to Happy Hollow. Here you can find a wide variety of products, including home decor, apparel, western wear, pet supplies, baby clothes, boots, gifts, and of course, our year-round Christmas selection. As you make your way to the back, you'll be greeted with our outdoors section, which includes hunting, fishing, camping, guns, and ammo, as well as our gunsmith shop. Oh, and take a moment to sit and warm up next to our fireplace. Take the elevator, or the stairs up to our second floor where you will find our sports section which includes a wide variety of golf supplies, baseball, softball, football, soccer, disc, golf, tennis, and many other sports products. Even pickleball. No matter what you're looking for there is always something to find at Happy Hollow Outdoors located at 985 9th Street West, Red Bay, Alabama. For all of your concrete needs
0: in North Alabama, contact Esteban Tovar with Tovar Construction Company. With free estimates and quality work, no job is too big or too small. Give Tovar Construction a call at 256-216-7555 or 256-321-5989. You can also see some of their great work at Tovar Construction Co. LLC on Facebook. And we're back. We're talking to Mr. Paul Overstreet, one of my favorites from days gone by. Welcome back to the Mark White Show, Paul. Thank you, Mark. Man, good to be with you today. I
1: appreciate the show.
0: I'm enjoying the conversation, Paul, and I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and share with my listeners. When I posted that you were coming on the show, I had several people post about you being their favorite and how much they enjoyed your music. And a lot of people out there really love your work. You let them know. um, Well, I'll just tell them right now, if you're listening, thank you so much for supporting us. Our industry's changed so
1: much. You know, it's gone to streaming and things like that. And writers and publishers haven't quite caught up with that yet. The record companies are doing well. Artists are doing well, the writers and the publishers are kind of getting the short end of the stick these days. And if you really want to support your writers, buy records. It'll change their world because nobody's buying albums anymore. But it helps us because we decided just to go ahead and do our own records now. So our website is pauloverstreet.com. You can go there and support us by buying our, our records. We'll try to make some good songs for you put them together and release them through the Internet and we are our record company at this point. Also, I have a couple of new records. I'm doing a, a new country record where I've gone back and pulling forward some of the things that I recorded as an artist. I re recorded them so that we would have the master so we could use them like this. Got some new songs on there as well, good songs, wholesome songs like so the So in Love album. Also now we did a new Beach album. It's called Somewhere in the Caribbean, and it's all uh, songs kind of around the island uh, stuff. We have a a vacation spot we go to in the cayman islands and and we enjoy it and so it's inspired a lot of songs that's what we're doing so it's pauloverstreet.com and if you want to join us on facebook it's paul Overstreet music you can join us there and stay in touch with us see what's going on and
0: my wife uh handles a lot of that so she keeps people pretty much informed how is life treating you these days paul i'll say this i try to stay healthy exercise try to create music, and do the
1: things that I enjoy, and try to find things that make me feel good, you know, um, in at this point in life, because, you know, you g- neglect it a lot of times in, in our business, just running so hard and on the road and not eating right, you know, not having the chance to just kind of relax and, and take your time. And so I think I'm in a good spot right now, and I'm starting to do a couple of uh, TV shows with Rory Feek, we're doing filming a couple of songwriter things that I'm going to host, and we're going to put them out on RFD Network, and so people will be able to go there and see some of my friends that I write with, and see them perform their songs, and see me perform uh, my songs, and
0: which will be some good entertainment
1: because some of these guys are hilarious.
0: That is awesome. Well, I wanted to I wanted to reach out to Roy about the school that he had to try to help him out with that effort too, and get the word out. I never was able to get in touch with him, but, uh, you know, those are things. Well, it's up and running. It's up and running and doing well. I've seen several people cover it. And I think that's incredible. That's great. I'm glad to hear it. Well, let's keep talking, Paul. Man, I appreciate you taking time to talk with me today. Thanks, Martin and let's stay in touch. All right, Paul, take yeah. care. Bye. and connect with them today.
2: Since 1943, Athens Bible School has endeavored to provide quality education in a Christian environment and to equip young people with the tools to be successful. ABS is accredited by Cognia and a member of the Alabama High School Athletic Association. With the Bible at the foundation, with all of our curriculum from pre-K to 12, ABS has something unique to offer. Find out more information at AthensBible.com.
3: Welcome to Happy Hollow. Here you can find a wide variety of products, including home decor, apparel, western wear, pet supplies, baby clothes, boots, gifts, and of course, our year-round Christmas selection. As you make your way to the back, you'll be greeted with our outdoors section, which includes hunting, fishing, camping, guns, and ammo, as well as our gunsmith shop. Oh, and take a moment to sit and warm up next to our fireplace. Take the elevator or the stairs up to our second floor where you will find our sports section, which includes a wide variety of golf supplies, baseball, softball, football, soccer, disc, golf, tennis, and many other sports products. Even pickleball. No matter what you're looking for, there is always something to find at Happy Hollow Outdoors. Located at 985 9th Street West, Red Bay, Alabama when they go passing by who live and love in my hotel
2: ah oh, these are my kind of people